Welcome to the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop. Chopping up the good, the bad, the insane movies, TV shows of the horror and supernatural genre. With games, trivia, facts, and more. Once again, everybody, welcome to the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop. Your host, myself, Zach, Mr. Eyeliner, also known as Zach, THS Chop Shop, and always joined by the amazing makeup artist and my bestie, Evil Chris. Please come on and introduce. What's up? What's going on? What's going on with you? How you been? Doing fine. What's going on? Ah, no, no, um, I just want to like say it's so incredibly uh, honoring that this is our episode 18 and uh, two more. You know, and we got up to the lucky 20. Can't wait for that because that's going to be a great time for us. We might take a little break at 20 and review some top movies that you guys would love. I want to keep thanking the audience that keeps listening. Our podcast comes on every Monday at 12 p.m. Eastern time on Spotify and iTunes, Facebook as well. There you go. Yeah. So, like, this is a fun movie at, at this time to review in this world because tonight we're going to be reviewing, I, I think, the only film Nicolas Cage has not said a damn line in at all, except for when he grunts and makes fighting noises when he's fighting. So that's awesome. I, I think this movie we're going to review, Willie's Wonderland, is eventually going to become a cult classic just like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Um... I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that, but it's one of his iconic movies. Very much, yeah. It really was. Like For him to do this, it was very much made as just a fun project. I was about to say he got paid for not having to talk. I would prefer that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's also like the fact that like he's just a he's just one of those characters that you see in these B-movies or co-classic movies uh, right from the get-go, you know, the movie starts off, he's in a car, like a, and it gets a flat tire on a remote country road. I wouldn't call it a B-movie. No, no, like, that's how, like, I, what I mean by that is, like, that's kind of like how a B-movie then becomes a cult movie, but this film, they had it more, I think they filmed it as, this is going to be this great little project that we know is going to become a cult film eventually. Nicolas Cage went into it, like, putting on, like, the old-school indie Nicolas Cage, not the Facebook, you know, not the face-off, uh, face like, Con Air Nicolas Cage, but, like, the, you know... Wait a second, what's wrong with Face-Off or Con Air? No, he that's his big-budget movies. He went into this one, more as his independent spirit, I think. Like, Wild at Heart, one of my favorite movies. Or, you know, Vampire's Kiss with Jennifer Beals, like, amazing film. He went in this with this indie style, you know? Half of the movies he's been doing for the past 15 years have been indie films, so I, I don't really I don't really get what you mean by that, because he's been doing indie films for like 15 years. I think in this movie, he was like, I just saw like he, it feels like he's more proud to be acting in this film, as I know what you're saying, like he's done a lot of uh, straight to like DVD and uh, on-demand movies, action personas, but in this movie, it was kind of like this throwback film that it was like a nice little break. And I remember the tagline for this when I did see it on Hulu. It was, it's not the end of 2020 yet. And it was like, yeah, I got a fun, cool movie to watch. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess I have different opinions about it, but that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, would you um, want me to start with this? I'm just going to review just what the movie premise is, okay? Yeah, sure. All right, so like we were saying earlier, like Nicolas Cage character, he's in a car, catches a flat tire, and just out of nowhere, this mechanic, Jed Love, I just remember this name, I had to put it in my notes, Jed Love, picks him up, tows the car, blah, blah, blah. We would refer to him at this point, Nicolas Cage, as the drifter. He's unable to pay for repairs, obviously, because the guy doesn't take credit cards and the credit card machines because they don't afford to pay for Wi-Fi. So the whole time, Nicholas Gage not speaking, he brings him over to a place to work off the debt and the owner of Willie's Wonderland, which is Tex. I, just, I, I can't forget that. Tex offers to allow him to work as a night shift janitor at the Willie's Wonderland, a once successful abandoned family entertainment center. I love, I love it because, like, in the whole movie, for, this is the premise. Like, he's working there, but as Tex leaves, he locks these doors. So you're basically saying, in the morning, I'm going to pay for you. I'm a man of my word. I'm going to pay for your car fixes, and your car is going to be here in the morning. So that starts this movie off. But then we get a secondary um, story plot with uh, Liv Hawthorne, who is a younger girl, who is her parental guardian as the sheriff, and She's trying to beat when you first see her burn down Willie's one land, not knowing why yet. And then the sheriff takes her home, locks her up. Boom. The friends come, get her out of the handcuffs. And that's kind of the premise of the beginning of this film. All right. So like, like, let me ask you, uh, when you get introduced to said drifter and said character of Liv and whatnot, were you like, all right, this, this has, were you interested in the characters? What characters? Nicolas Cage or just all of them? No, like uh, primarily uh, Nicolas Cage as the drifter at this point, and then Liv, who is you don't know why she's trying to burn down Willie's Wonderland, and the, the sheriff, who's supposedly like the parental figure, takes her back to the home and handcuffs her so she can't leave for the night. But what what are you what are you asking me again? If I like the characters? Yeah, like the introduction to both these characters thus far. I mean, it's pretty much almost every stereotypical movie that starts out. So it was a pretty basic beginning. Yeah, and it, you know, it truly was. It was a basic beginning, giving us two characters. Uh, then eventually, he turns not to Drifter. We can call him now the Jennifer, because <laughs> you know, welcome to the staff, as Tex was telling him. No. He's not just because he did it because he had to. He didn't want to. So I'm not going to call him that. Nicholas Cage is not a fucking janitor. So now I'm not going to call him that. No, but in the film, his actual thing I know what the is film the janitor. Is. I know what the film is. I'm saying that I'm not going to refer to him as a janitor, though. It's Nicholas Cage. I don't give a shit. Janitor. Nick Cage. All right, so we're, we're going to go with Nick Cage for the rest of the movie. Over okay. here. All right, so Nick Cage you know, gets his duties and it's. I think it was awesome. He gets in there, and basically this theme park, he's seeing the animatronic mascots, and the names are fucking great. Willy Weasel, like Artie Alligator, Cammy Chameleon, Ozzy Ostrich, Nightly Night, and Tito Turtle, Gus Gorilla. If so, anything, the animatronics were pretty much more of the star star. And Nick Cage, he just was, I feel like Nick Cage, he was just kind of a buffer. 
No, like I think truly, like Nick Cage was there. But yeah, what you're saying, the animatronic things were like definitely the star with the names at the time they put into naming these damn things and then giving us a backstory we'll talk about. Uh, yeah, just them working and being in these fight sequences was kick ass, you know? They were definitely the, the reason I'd want to see it again and again. Well, yeah, it, was, uh, it is one of those movies that you could watch it a few different times and not get sick of it. Yeah, that's how I felt about it. Like, I, I literally had fun watching it. You can just be in a bad mood one day and come home and watch that movie and it felt good. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I just like the fact that they, they don't give us anything. I know you like this and I like this, too. We don't have to be fed, fed like, some shit about the background of him. Of Nick Cage's character. Well, no, this particular movie, you actually did need to know what the background was because you didn't, you wouldn't have understood it then. No, him uh, as his character, but we, the, when you get the background, what the hell's going on? Well, he's Wonderland. That was awesome that we got that. Well, okay, so you're talking about Nick Cage that they didn't show his background. Like we don't need to. He's just this another one of the drifters that this town feeds up to the, the, the to the Wonderland. Yeah. Uh, and we don't really understand what the hell they're doing. And everybody's tied together in this town. So we get like the fact that we learn from Liv's point of view, telling him because she wants to burn down the place with her friends. They come to burn it down, but we can't burn it down until we get him out. This is, we're not going to like kill an innocent person. So she tries to get him out, but he has to do his job. He wants to do his job so he can get his damn car back. And within that time, we find out. Willie's Wonderland was originally owned by an Sorcerer. I would have probably tried to kill the kids because I'm trying to get my fucking car back. Yeah, like, like, he's like, leave me the hell alone. I just got a few more hours. I get my car. I get to get the hell out of here. Yeah, I would have ended up killing the kids myself. So, <laughs> all right. So we learned the story of the serial killer Jerry Robert Willis. And his seven sociopathic cannibalistic partners, which is like, all right, say that 10 times fast, who often murdered unexpected uh, families by luring them into the super happy fun room. Oh, okay. And eventually discovered by the authorities, they committed a satanic ritual to transfer their souls into the animatronics and committing suicide. So from then on, they were this, they needed to feed and they were killing numerous people. Basically, the, that particular concept in general, that that hold on, that just said was basically almost like child's play because yep. right before he died, he had to transfer his body. Yep, I was thinking that the whole time, which I thought was a good spin on it. I knew that we'd be talking about that. It was total child's play uh, material that they did with that, and I thought it was really cool that they had numerous characters of the animatronics that the souls had then go went into and transferred to. Yeah. So they're like, and I will say that for the rest of the movie, the kids eventually are in the Wonderland. He is still, Nick Cage is still doing it. And I don't, I want to shout out this like great fact about the movie, the, the fictional soda that he keeps drinking up every time of his breaks. Oh my God. I loved it. Punch soda. Punch soda. It was like the, that is one of the stars of the movie to me because every no, time that, that no, it like, wasn't. That was I corny. love it. I loved it though. Like, that was his drink every break. Every break, it was like he would shoot down a punch soda. Yeah, that was kind of corny to me, but 
I know it, it, you can totally see it as corny. To me, I think like a lot of the movie is corny, but it, it, it raises. I'm not talking about the whole movie. I'm just talking about that one concept. I, you know, at the end of the day, I don't mind that concept. I kind of thought it was a cool little dumbass thing that he did that I enjoyed. I am not gonna. I am gonna say right away that I have not called the movie corny, so I don't want you to have people think that because I didn't say the movie was corny. That particular concept is corny. Okay. I'll note here, the movie, we're not saying it's corny. I'm saying this is the term corny. Like, they do corny things within movies, with something like a product. But, again, I appreciate the fact that it wasn't, like, an actual product we're getting money out of. It was the writers created something stupid, like the hey, punch you soda. Know what? The thing is, is you can't say that because, for all we know, they might actually make that just because of that now. No, it's only, I actually looked it up. It's only coasters and uh, fan products of punch soda. Like, yeah, it, I'm saying my point is, is like they they could end up actually being corny like that, and actually one day put that out there. Like sometimes they actually don't put out products like that for movies until like after sometimes for whatever reason. So I wouldn't say just yet that they haven't made that yet because they might. I don't know. No, you're right. Yeah, it might take some time. Imagine there's enough sales on like the movies, like products, and then like you're saying, a year from now. Someone's like, all right, let's produce a soda called Punch Soda. Let's make it kind of an energy drink slash soda. And then it's all going to go to shit. <laughs> In a handbasket. Yep. Pretty so they're, 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 so far, that's like the real premise of the film. They got to fight off the machines and they have to get to, and they just got to survive. But that's where we're going to end that part and then go into the end spoilers Okay, you start. And before we go into the end spoilers, though, we must ask a question and think about it for a bit. Name a horror franchise villain in any comic book or superhero type character that can go head to head. What would be the scenario? I have wait, go to head to head with who? Nicolas Cage? No, no, just in general. This is a question from anonymous person on our Facebook, I think. Or... Okay, so they want like some kind of comic book or superhero villain. They will. They want a horror franchise villain that we would put in one corner and a comic book like yeah. superhero type. It could be every. It could be obscure. And so I want. What's yours? No, I I, I got to get some time on this, so I want to go into like talking about a sponsor before we answer. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Sponsor our first sponsor for the night is TGE Company. They are a great company and friends of ours that support great priced toys, figurines, and other items that customers are really trying to find. They are trying currently working on getting signed products and they have a whole list of ones that I will be announcing next week. Items of the week I would love are the Mezco Mega Child's Play Talking Chucky, Mega Scale 15 inch doll. Great price. Jada Toys, Universal Monsters, The Creature from the Black Lagoon, Glow in the Dark, Inch Action Figure. And on their site, they also represent my brand, Mr. Eyeliner, and support my anti-bullying message. Please hit them up on TGE.company and purchase their items. Use our discount code, yes, ours, lowercase chop shop, for 10% off the entire order. And let them know we found us. They found you found them from us, and we appreciate it. All right, so going back to our question now, please go first. Uh, it would be Jason and one that could com- 
One that could compete with him is Livewire for Metropolis. Wow. That's a damn good one off the bat. All right. I'd have to go with probably... I would. I want to go really obscure at mine. I want to go with like Maniac Cop from Maniac Cop, the movie Maniac Cop. Yeah, versus a, a superhero character, Peacemaker. Yes, from the DC oh comics. God. Yeah, How, I was about to. Uh, all right, you just made it not fun. Peacemaker. Yeah. I fucking hate Peacemaker. You want to know why I hate Peacemaker? Because Please. they made the mistake of having John Cena be Peacemaker. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just totally like got in like a shit list book of mine just just by saying Did I say it's the John Cena version? It doesn't no. matter. He played Peacemaker. Unfortunately, he's now associated with that character. So boom. <laughs> All right. That's your head. I I grew up with the Peacemaker I know. character. I'm just giving you shit, so. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's go into um the uh spoilers at the end of this film now. So the spoilers for the end of this movie are as it is. And don't listen if you don't want to hear the spoilers, guys and girls and ghouls. All right. Well, the janitor, I sorry, Nick Cage and Liv, they are the last ones standing. And they basically are there. And the last, Nick Cage pretty much wipes out every animatronic, basically, at this point. And he gets his ass beat a little bit. And Willie, the main baddie of the animatronics, goes after him, kicking his ass a bit. But then he comes back, puts his punch sodas in a bag, gets his two sticks like that, and devours and fucking basically beats the hell out of Willie. And that was like an awesome ending at that point. Next morning, Tex and the guy Jed, the, the, um, the you know, the, the, the whole guy fixing his car was a shitty bastard the whole time. They return to the building thinking everything is great, driving Nick's car. All right, got another toy for my collection, as they say. They see Nick Cage coming out of the building. They go in, they see Nick Cage. He gives them the keys without Nick saying anything to him. And like they even say, that that boy, like, I like that boy, you know? And they're thinking, like, that's the end of it. And all of a sudden, you get, like, the, the one animatronic left that, like, basically uses the gasoline, blows that car up, and blows away as Nick Cage and Liv, the girl, just drive off. And I think that was a cool, again, ending to a movie like such. I would say it's a funny ending. Yeah, it was It was funny. I, it makes you smile. It was, it's definitely funny. Yeah, no, it was hilarious. So on ratings, how would you rate this movie? You go first. Okay, so rating-wise... I fell in love with the fact that it felt like just this brand new cult classic in my mind. And I loved the Nick Cage character as much as he did not do. And I loved the other, Liv actually was a character that made some sense to me. The animatronics, this backline story of them being these past serial killers, great. The fight scene's awesome. I gave it a lot of credit for Spunk, and I'm going to give it a great nine. I was about to say I will give it a 9.5 just because of everything about it and the sp- and the special effects and just the way that he was able to carry that whole entire movie without saying a word. Yeah, the, the, that's see that's the thing that people won't bring up. I, I love the fact that he everybody. Can carry this whole what movie. do you mean? Everybody brings that up. I've never talked to one person that's seen that movie and has not brought that up. No, like in, in movies in general, like 
there's a lot of speak about like, oh, that actor, maybe he didn't get paid enough and stuff. But no, Nick Cage totally played that character. What is, what is, what, okay, elaborate a little bit because that, that's confusing to me of how you're explaining it. I, I've heard the way, no one gives the respect to Nick Cage. People give more respect to the, the screenwriter in this movie. And uh, people always thought Nick Cage didn't want to speak if he wasn't getting certain money at that because point. Because it takes a good writer to... it. Yes, having a good actor helps it all in the world, but in originality, it takes the writer the more talent to be able to construct something that works. So I, I'm going to shoot your theory down right there. Like that's it, not my theory. It's what I read. It's what I read. It's what I've okay. heard. I well, say something different after you talk. No, I'm just saying that the writers are the ones that contribute first to that because if you don't have a good script. And sometimes that just fucks with everything. Hundred percent. Me being a writer, I know the writer did write the script like that, but people kind of were jaded and th- had different opinions on it. Nick Cage, I think, in hundred percent, only signed on to this film because he loved how he how that guy wrote this role for him. Dude, he well, yeah, I'm sure he loved the script. I'm not saying he didn't love the script, but to be quite honest. Let's just be real. If I was getting paid any amount of money to be in a movie where I didn't have to fucking talk, I would instantly say, sign me the fuck up. I don't know. Maybe sometimes, actor-wise, it might be harder to spend your time in a time when we're not talking. You cannot act in a... If you can't be in a movie where they literally tell you you're not going to talk, but act the fuck out of this to make it believable, if you can't... If an actor says they can't do that or that's too hard of a concept, then they're not a good actor. No, no, that's crazy because Chaplin... Let's go back to Chaplin, Charlie Chaplin. They credit Charlie Chaplin because he was mute when he did his roles. And he... And when they made that movie Chaplin about him, they... Chaplin had a hard time being mute. A lot of actors had a hard time being mute in films and, like, not speaking because it's hard when you're shooting shots. Even Nick Cage just doing grunts and this not. It... I don't. I don't think your theory. I don't think that's right to say. Actors. Some actors are used to talking. If they, you know, sometimes yeah, talking that, is if, not. If you can't, if you can't put it together, that's the whole point of acting. If you can't put yourself into a role that's possibly challenging, if you really actually say that you don't know if you could do it, then you don't have enough confidence to be that kind of actor. No, obviously, Charlie Chaplin and any of the other silent actors, they wanted to be able to talk. But at the time of Charlie Chaplin, especially around that time when it was first starting out, films were silent. So he didn't have a choice. Obviously, I'm sure if it was like in better in more advanced times when you could be able to play sound in movies and stuff like that, I'm sure they would have eventually like in the very near future, tried to get him to break out into a speaking role. But at that point, by the time things had advanced at that point, he already had been typecasted as what he was. In this particular sequence, we have all the technology in the world. And to sit there and say, I don't know, that's that seems like it's going to be too hard. Then I personally, you cannot call yourself a, a like good actor. If you can't be able to immerse yourself in it, yeah, no shit, it's hard. But that's the whole point of doing all of this is sometimes you want to be able to do something challenging. Hard or not, like I want to say I have to give credit what credit's due to Nick Cage for committing as a character actor, a method actor, performing a great role where he knows he's not going to go for the Oscars. I didn't say I wasn't giving him credit. I think he was very, I think he did a great job. But I'm saying I doubt he sat there saying, 
I don't know if I could do this. It's too hard. I highly doubt he said that. I, I got to say, I just, I understand that. I don't think he said that. I do see actors in movies, you know, all the time where I would give that question mark. Could they pull off an hour and 30 minute movie where they are kicking ass and taking numbers and they don't say a damn word, you know? Well, like I said, I, I'm not going to say it again. I'm repeating myself, so. Uh, then I, I'm just, I know you said your piece. I'm just saying to this day, there's great actors in the world, but I'd have to question if they are able to pull off a performance where it's not like a dramatic film for an hour and 30 minutes. It's an action packed kick ass film where you don't want to say one liners and whatnot, you know? Well, like I said, if I got paid to make a movie where they said you don't have to talk, I'd be all about it. All right. So anybody out there, if you want to hire a very no, 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 good no, woman no, over no, here. No, no, <laughs> okay. No. I, I've already said it many times before. I like to be behind the camera, not sitting there saying it to be cast in something. I'm all good. All right, I'll do good? the makeup, though. She will do the makeup. But I, I don't do that. If I wanted to be an, an actor, not saying anything against actors, I just personally, I... I know for a fact myself, I just don't, I don't have the patience for that particular thing. No, absolutely. I, I, myself, I acted in my younger days on just one-offs on HBO and shit. I don't want, I can't even do that. I, I am not, I'm, that's not what I want to do. I want to write scripts. I want to direct. I want to have makeup effects, like planning. I don't want to, I'm not built to be an actor either. Pretty much. All right, so second question that we're going to think about, and now we'll go into the next sponsor, all right? Yep. Okay, let's see. What, let me see which one we're going to pick. All right, what movie franchise would you feel that you could survive any meaning, all this meaning any decades thus far, any horror, sci-fi-themed movie franchise from day one to now? So as we think about that, I'm going to mention our second sponsor for the night, Crave for Us Clothing. And Crave for Us Clothing has always been a great sponsor to us, and their message is always the end is near. This week, we're spotlighting another kick-ass collection of tees perfect for the season, which are the Hero Villain Tee with some awesome anime designs that I really think are great that are inspiring. And also, their Pokey Cemetery Tee you should check out and use our promo code TH Capital. On THS Capital, I mean, shop, shop, underscore, for a very well-deserved horror fan discount. And follow them on Instagram. Check out the pictures for yourselves. And go on their website to look at the pricing and the pictures for yourselves. And mention us in any comments. We much appreciate that. Thank you. There you go. Okay, so go ahead. Because honestly, that's a loaded question, which I have a long elongated answer all right i was thinking as this question i, I read was this uh i would pick something like return of living dead or like this zombie outbreak thing and I, I think what i would do is i would just be if i had somebody i knew or if i knew and i was paranoid enough i would find myself i'd find a fucking bunker and i'd just be like all right because i'm great at being alone i would have a bunker i would not leave that bunker for as long as possible. I got my toilet. I have food for like a good while. You know, I, that's it. I'll play fucking music, a bunker so in like a scenario you, you like that. You basically would do what any typical person would do. 
not most people in a, in a like a situation like that wouldn't be thought out and be like, I could find the bunker. Especially there's in a big so city. many people that literally have all their like ways of how they. No, I'm them. talking about New York City where I live. Like these people would be like, "Fuck it, we'll kill something." Well, like, no, I'll find some asshole with a bunker, and I will get that place. I will be able, and I'll get into a bunker like underground, and I'll leave it because I'm good with. I need to meet another person. Uh, I want to stay alive. Okay, so that's your answer. Yeah. Um, well, to me, that's a loaded question and I can't answer that because no one knows if they're ever going to survive any kind of horror movie or any kind of franchise. You can't sit there and say, this is the one I would, for me, I, I'm not even going to say that this would be the one. I don't know which one would be the one because any kind of scenario would happen. So I can't even, I'm sorry that I can't, but I can't pick that. I can't pick an answer for that question. So whoever asked it, I apologize, but. That's my stance on it. All right. That's respectable. Uh, I, you know, what I actually thought about when I first heard that question, uh, I forgot to say to you, is I thought, like, if in this world we live in, say something like the purge does exist, and to be quite honest with our listeners, I'm not somebody that has the finances to get, like, this high-powered security system. So it actually, I would put myself in some, fucking bunker or something like that as well in that scenario and just leave me alone for 24 hours and i'm not going out because i'd be someone i'm probably targeted because i don't have high level security and i'm not safe okay all right so uh, so there's a next question i I wanted to say do you would you like to come up with a question before the next sponsor bit or would you know would you like me to just give us another question i found for us I was about to say, I thought we were answering questions that people are asking. Yeah, I always like to get, you have such a crazy mind. I always would be interested in you asking a question. But yeah, we'll go into another question the audience asked. And then if you come up with something by the end of the show, I would love to answer for you. Okie dokie. All right. So our next question before our next sponsor bit will be this. Our genre Pacific, this basically, let me try to put this through it. A genre Pacific movie that we could not get through. And was so bad, in our opinion, each. Like, a movie that we love the genre of, but you and I just wanted to walk out of the theater. We wanted to turn it off immediately. And I think I have ideas what you're going to say, but let me just go into our third sponsor, all right? Okie dokie. All right. So next is Blood Witch. You already know my answer. I know know Evil Chris's answer. All right, next sponsor, Blood Witch Unlimited. Company focused on providing all clothing, accessories, and all things dark. This week, I would like you guys to all check out the truly awesome design horror nerd tee that features Jason Voorhees rocking out with a boombox and his favorite knife. Yes, and be the first to pre you know pre-order this because it ends on June 19th. If you don't pre-order it, they're out of it for good. So remember, no saviors. Look within. Shop them at bloodwitchunlimited.com and follow them at bloodwitchunlimited, where JD, the owner of that brand, will always make great comments back to you. Yes. Yes. All right, so you go first, my evil Pris. Fucking the newest scream. Actually, it's not that I didn't want to. I I didn't have the feeling of wanting to walk out. It was just awful. And to top it all off, the worst thing is, is at the very end of the movie, it was just fucking Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox. And even now, 
obviously we already knew they were going to green light us as scream six and nev isn't even going to be in it anymore so oh like, god like did you not see the amount of instagram bullshit everybody's like nev campbell's a traitor she's not going to come back and finish the role i'm like no she were- no here's the thing and i'm gonna sit there and whoever said that i'm gonna yeah. say this. no hold on let me say it because i guarantee anyone that ha- at has said anything like that they could go fuck themselves because she literally just wanted to be paid what she was fucking uh deserved she literally helped make that franchise millions of dollars including this last one so she didn't come back she didn't decide not to come back everybody because she's a traitor so whoever said that that's fucking rude and uh fuck off um sorry but she just wanted to be treated fairly when it came to her fucking salary so i don't blame her for that and no one should fault her for it either if it was the other way around and it was them they'd probably be bullshit too yeah i i I back you 100 every time i saw a post this one entire week I'm like, give her a break. You're not paying her what she deserves. She doesn't want to come back. She really didn't even want to do the last one. She's she's gone on with her life. She has a different life now. She likes to do other moves. She does small projects. Let her be what she wants. You don't want to pay her. You think someone else, like you said, you didn't pay the directors what they wanted. You think they'd come back? No. She didn't get what she asked for. She left. For you to call her a traitor is disrespectful and nasty, and you don't know what you're talking about. You try being in her shoes. You try having that position in life. Try, try making a company millions upon millions of dollars over the past however long it's been, and you sit there and you basically get a bullshit offer, and you, you guys are going to tell me that you would be just happy to be in it? No. After a while, if you're not going to get what you fucking deserve and you made the franchise what it was because she's always been the final girl – then there shouldn't be any kind of issue. So, yeah, it was so funny to me is all the screen fans always called her the best final girl, right, of any franchise. But they all suddenly uh, they switched on her when she did, she said in a nice, respectful Instagram or Twitter post where she's not coming back to this role, and that's it. Well, that's because like ever because those people are little bitches. Sorry. I don't have problem. Actually, you know what? I take that back. I'm not sorry for calling you fuckers names that are calling her a traitor. I no, take that back. it's Fuck wrong off. to call her a traitor. She did everything. But like Wes Craven and Kevin Williamson, they loved her in that role. They were going to shut that shit down if she never came back. For other people to give her crap, if you just offered her a little bit more money, I'm pretty sure she would have came back and gave her her number. But no, you guys don't think she's valuable? Good fucking luck. With the next one, because when the next one comes out, Evil Pris and I well, are going to have some damaging comments. Oh, I'm, not wa- I'm, not wa- I'm not watching the sixth one. I'm sorry. That one I'm going to boycott. So I will totally watch it so I can just come back and bitch about it on my own then. That's totally fine. I'm literally making a point to boycott it. So See, I, that was one that you helped me want to put on that list. But I have another one I want to put on that list. And uh, this movie, I just can't stand when people literally tell me in these... Uh, on, on, they post it how it's even good and good to compare it to the original uh the new uh, nightmare in elm street where i'm sorry putting the whole rapey aspect into what freddy krueger was and making it shine as the main factor disgusted me and anybody that i talked to who loves the original franchise just making that the main point of this movie as a remake 
and bringing him into a pedophile and all this in the world we live in. We don't need that shit. We don't need that. Yeah, but at the same time, you can't sit there and fault them for having some kind of fucked up storyline. I'm not saying I'm for the newest one, but to sit there, yeah, maybe it was unnecessary, but you're, it's like, you can't sit there and just stop putting different storylines into a movie that may be deemed inappropriate because now everyone's too fucking sensitive. I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. It's not the sensitive thing. It's like, that's it. Make your movie. Do not call it a nightmare on Elm Street. Do not name the killer Fred Krueger. Boom. Right there. Fred Krueger should not be associated with that bullshit in that movie. That okay, movie well, was hated I, and did bad because of that. I think you're just kind of getting a little too uppity about that. They had to think of a different kind of concept. They couldn't re- They couldn't completely remake it exactly the same. Otherwise, you're watching exactly the same movie. In any right. kind of remake movie, they try to make it obviously as close to the original, but they do always have to add something different or they have to tweak it a little bit. So... That okay. was probably honestly the more logical thing to even put into the newest concept. I hear you. And I wanted to compare why I hated that as opposed to why I could like the, the remake of Friday the 13th. That was an original story. It was fine. The new, uh, the remake of Evil Dead. Backed by Raimi. Great story. This movie. Okay. okay but wait. Not all you're not for them adding the pedophile story, but in the Evil Dead, and by the way, it's not a remake, but in it's the continuation, new, yes. But in the new Evil Dead, you're telling me you're all for raping because she got raped in it by a tree. So you can't just pick and choose what's no, no, no. The, 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 the way the way it was portrayed, yes, there's the rape by the tree. The way they portray that, that's a horror like moment from the original. You no, know it's movie. not. No, okay. it's not. Okay, all right, but what I'm saying is the Nightmare and Elshie movie. Every minute, it had to. They picked up pictures of kids that he molested and stuff. That was yes, too much. But, um, they could have yes, went a little more subtle, subtle, subtle. You know. That's completely understandable of your feelings about it, but they were trying to obviously have it continue to tie in the story for it to make sense of why the parents came after him so i mean again like i i get your point but i i'm not t- completely against how they did that because they had to keep kind of making it like you hated him and you had to keep understanding where the parents were coming from okay and i will always say i would never recommend that movie to anybody <clears throat> Hey, if people want to watch it, they want to watch it. <laughs> All right. You can watch it, but it's not going to come from my recommendation. Yep. So do you have any uh, questions that you want to throw at us? If you had no choice to be stuck in a bunker with somebody for however long it took, who would it for uh, a, just a famous person? It doesn't matter what genre. It doesn't matter if they're a rapper, singer, actor, or like whatever. Who would it be? Oh, wow. Okay. In and, uh, general, don't like, don't like keep it to just heart. If you had to be stuck in a bunker with some kind of celebrity, let's say some kind of celebrity that was living in New York, you were getting ready in your bunker and they just kind of came flying in and you didn't have a choice because you had to close the door. Who would it be? Who would you open? Who would you let stay in there? Steve Buscemi. There you go. Fucking would ha- love to hang with Steve Buscemi for the rest of the days. Oh, yeah. You? Uh, Robin Williams. Wow. 
Dude, uh, he would pro- he would probably just sit there and try to make me laugh the whole fucking time. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, no, that's see, that's cool shit. We don't like again. We don't have to go this in a horror genre. Like these two are good picks. Fuck that. Hell yeah. I, I know I would never want to hang out with like say like Vincent Gallo in a like a one of those scenarios. God damn. Like I know that's the one guy I would never want to hang out down there with. Forever. I actually don't recommend any of his movies because he in all of his movies there is rape or incest. Yes. So I don't recommend him. Nope, ever. I, I kind of feel like I just want to see him in a boxing ring with like someone pissed off and like beat his ass one day. I wouldn't care either way. I just don't recommend any of his movies to anybody. Ever. All right. So next uh, thing I want to just want to mention is our friend Toxic Baker, who's been kicking ass on a lot of these like festivals. And he's actually been mentioning us to a lot of people. And uh, I think me, you and I will talk about this this week. We've got some up and coming film directors who are making small projects that would like to be on our show. And maybe we can make that the 20th. Okay. Yeah, a lot of people who've been like checking your your workout, who have been checking me out because Tox Baker's Maybe because I haven't gotten any kind of messages. No, it's been like there's been he's just been pushing us, and they basically have us hit up the uh, Instagram on a post or something like you know, and that's it. It's very simple. I haven't had any details to share with you yet, but once I do, I will. Yeah, I was about to say I would want to hear about that first. Yeah, and um, you know, I, one day when. I ever make a film, obviously, you're going to be the top makeup artist on set. I would love to have the Toxic Baker's Murder Munchies. And as murder. long as you can be able to afford my rate, then sure. Yeah, I, I mean, that too. But on set, I definitely would love to provide Toxic Baker as our caterer for the Murder Munchies and Graveyard Grub and whatnot. So if you ever want any kind of cool, um, you know, food creation, mostly decorated from the horror genre or something such... Go to his Instagram, the underscore toxic underscore baker. Hit him up. He's a great guy. Nice person. He will always be very cool with the pricing. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So um, for the end of the show, I just wanted to say that this has been a great experience thus far. And we're going to keep kicking ass with these questions. So please continue sending us questions that we can answer. We're not going to give you the answers you might want to hear, but that's us. That's our opinion. Fucking, we don't care if you hate us or love us, but we got to be realistic and honest. If we're not, we're fakes. We're never going to be fakes. Pretty much. So, Evil Pris, how can this listening audience find you, get you, see how much you cost for rates for a movie they're doing or such? You could either find me on instagram under evil pris or you could find me on facebook under jackie hunt and my fx page blood guts and everything nuts is linked to that so on that has my information in my email which is electric sugar pop 69 at gmail.com and that way you could message me or hit me up or even call me for any kind of rates for any kind of projects that you might have in mind and then i had said it last week I wouldn't take me seriously on TikTok. It's literally me being bored when I post stuff. So <laughs> other than that, Instagram, Evil Press, Facebook, Jackie Hunt, or my nickname underneath is Evil Press, or Blood Guts and Everything Nuts, and email again, electricsugarpop69 at gmail.com. Thank you, Evil Press. Uh, you can find me always, Zach, 
THS Chop Shop and Gmail for any inquiries about appearing on the show, any questions you'd like to send, any information about being a sponsor. Also, please follow us at the Horror Supernatural Chop Shop on Instagram. And from there, you can always review our clips and make comments, send us messages. Please also support my anti-bullying brand of eyeliners, 12 eyeliners for all individuals, Mr. Eyeliner on IG and Facebook. Um, I created a whole set of 12 eyeliners as a past makeup artist, not as good as Able Press, but like somebody who's been in the industry my whole life from my mom and whatnot, I create eyeliners for messages based on people I've lost and loved, and they're here for me to get the best quality and support a great cause like bullying, which we need more than ever in this day and age to not create this bullying epidemic even worse. Please support these causes. Don't allow people to go out there and feel like they don't have no one they love. Oh, there you go. But yeah, I just want to, I, I really just want to say, like, I, I feel resp- as an activist in this, this cause, Evil Press, I want to say the things I have to see on the news weekly, which, you know, it's it disgusts me. It's worse than any horror movie we can ever review. It's, Dude, I don't watch the, I don't watch the news. That kind of shit. Yeah, you should have. I, I don't. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't watch it if I were you either. That, you're driving yourself crazy. I, I part of my activism is I always got to stay true and give facts that I learn. So I, I, I fortunately do have to watch the news and it does break my soul a bit. This podcast always uplifts my soul. So I thank you, Evil Chris. Yeah, no problem. All right. So you want to wrap it up and end out the show with one of your favorite lines? Hell yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good rest of the weekend. Make sure to chill out. Make sure to binge watch. I'm not sure what I'm binge watching. Uh, actually, binge watch the boys. Oh, hell yeah! <laughs> uh, my husband started binging it the other day, so I started asking a bunch of questions. And I'm like, all right, this isn't bad. Oh, sh- finally! Thank you, husband. And so, but other than that, stay cool, binge watch shit. Have a good time. Have a good rest of the weekend. And also just creep it real. And as she said, definitely creep it real. Keep paying attention to us. We have two more episodes that we're going to be really psyched about. And it's going to be a big moment for us. Please keep supporting. Support her and her field. My me and my field. We love you. We All the ghouls and ghosts make this happen and make this possible. Good night, blood lovers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.